What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to the Wrestling Freaks Podcast, Season 3, Episode 2. Let's figure out, uh... Let's figure out how accurate JMO was on uh, breaking the internet. <laughs> Speaking of, JMO, can you hear me? Yeah, man. How you doing today? I'm doing, man. Alright. Sundance is in here. What's going on, dude? Welcome in, Sundance. All right, Royal Rumble is in the rear view. Yeah, well, I mean, we're we're still a little bit early, you know, than what we usually are. So, we're but, you know, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna get started. Let everybody get in here, huddle in here, and we'll we'll talk to them whenever they get in. Yep. Um, you know what? I know an, an interesting fact about today Wrestlemania is 69 days away giggity yep just a little fun fact for everybody yep and let's see so you add 7 to that so 75 days ish to uh, CW Valhalla but you know, apparently, and apparently it's WWE's time today. Not CW, the better show, that indie show WWE. Oh it, no, no! See, it's always, always time for CW. Oh, well, always, yes. So. Oh, you were just working. Well, fine then. Stupid button. Anyway. Let's get into it. So, Royal Rumble 2024. There are only four matches on the card. And it still lasted, what? Three and a half hours? Yeah, I was just about to say three and a half, four hours. <coughs> And you know, to, all I gotta say is yes, there was only four matches. Mm -hmm. But as I said last night while we were watching, and I said earlier before we went live, everybody got the proper exposure that they needed. This year. Yep. Yep. I mean, like we said, three and a half hours for four matches. So you figure, what, roughly each Rumble match is like an hour. And then the two matches in between were 25, 30 minutes apiece. Well, Ish. no, not really, because... That would put each one of them 45 minutes. Oh, right. Okay. I mean, ballpark, really. 
three and a half. Yeah, four, but, we, you know. roughly because, but I mean, each each one of the rumbles actually lasted almost an hour and twenty minutes apiece. Because even after that thirtieth person come in, that was still a lot of time. Mm-hmm. At the end of all, at the end of both of them. Yep. So so roughly, each rumble lasted an hour fifteen, roughly. Right. And but, what and 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 if each one of them lasted an hour and fifteen minutes, that's two and a half hours. And then you've got the two championship matches. Yep. Which, which, two championship matches on a big full pay-per-view is very weird and very rare. Right. And I want to, and I want to, I want to touch on that a little bit. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because. In my opinion, and maybe, who knows, maybe this is the thing going forward now, too, you know, new format, but, so there was only two championship matches last night, the Universal, I'm just calling it the Universal title because, you know, it's got like four names to it, and... It is the universal title, but the one that Seth got is the heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. So, universal's fine. So, the universal in the United States. So, now you look ahead to the, uh, to the chamber. So, in my opinion, and I could be wrong on this, and maybe this is... Maybe it's new in 2024, or maybe they've been actually been doing it for a little while, and I'm only noticing it now. I would not be surprised, actually, if come Elimination Chamber, we already know the Universal title is not going to be defended. It's Roman Reigns. Let's just, uh, let's just be real. He's not going to show up until, like, he'll maybe have a couple SmackDowns here and there, but he's probably not going to defend the title until Mania. Absolutely. So... And then you got the United States title. So, in my opinion, at Chamber in Perth, I think it's uh, Perth, Australia. Yes. I think every title, in my opinion, every title that was not defended last night will be defended there. And just, they're kind of doing like a, a... Again, it's just my opinion, but that they're just gonna like they're gonna kind of alternate if and if every title if there's a show where every title was not defended, the next pay per view is just gonna alternate them. That's what I think. So like the uh, the Intercontinental, the we already know Rhea's title is gonna probably be defended because it's her home country. Um. Yeah, and even if she defends it, we already know that whoever she defends it against is it's gonna be just a dominating match. Mm-hmm. How's it going, Cobus? Welcome in, Cobus. Um. 
So, and I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be the thing going forward. So, Seth is probably, depending on the severity of his injury, Seth will probably defend his World Heavyweight title. Gunther will defend his Intercontinental title. If he, God forbid, doesn't, well, in my personal opinion, I hope he does, but if he doesn't drop it by then. Um, tag titles will be, uh, be defended. EO's women's title will probably be defended. You know what I mean? So, come Chamber, we're going to probably have at least, I think, four title matches. And then, you know, with WWE's format, so what? That's four, ti uh, that's four title matches and possibly... I think we already know there's going to be, like, two... Cha and again, if they go by last year, I'm pretty sure there's going to be two chamber matches. Yeah. So, whether that's a number one contender's chamber or for one of the titles, whatever. One of them's going to be number one contender because Becky's going to win it, and then she's going to face Rhea at Mania. Mm -hmm. remember, I, remember, I said that a while back. Yeah, you said that on last uh, last episode. So yeah, I I personally, I, I know you're the double O agent and everything like that, but I actually kind of hope you're wrong. I really do, because Becky doesn't need the title. Never say she needed the title. But they need Rio versus Becky. Yeah, I guess. That that match absolutely needs to happen. So. Sorry to hear you're not doing so good, Kobu. Um. Yeah, I think it needs to happen. And I, my question is, my. My question has been for a very long time now is what, in all honesty, and I think she's even said it, what else does Becky have to prove? I'm not saying she needs to go away and I'm not saying she needs to retire, but what else does she have to prove? She's already won money in the bank. She's already, I mean, she's Grand Slam Beck. She's won every title there is to win for the women's, including the NXT. She's a Royal Rumble winner. She's a, a, main, a, a main eventer. What else does she have left to prove? Okay, what, wait a minute, when did... Okay, my short-term memory mm -hmm. is acting up, apparently. When did she win money in the bank? When she was pregnant. She didn't win money in the bank. Oscar won money in the bank. 
and Becky gave Oscar the title. That's right. Yeah. So she, no. Uh, yeah, you're right. She didn't win Money in the Bank. But she, again, she doesn't. So she she's won everything else but money but Money in the Bank. And she doesn't need to. Oh no, I'm not saying I'm not saying she needs to. You know, as I would agree, she's done everything that she needs to do to put herself in top tier future Hall of Famer. Yeah. I I will I will say that. But just to just to put her up there with you know, because Triple H is doing his best mm-hmm. to put Bailey and Charlotte and Becky, you know, three of the four horsewomen since mm-hmm. you know apparently we're not getting Sasha back, but. Triple H is doing his best with what everybody likes to call the the Triple H's girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty much from you know from NXT. Mm-hmm. You know he's doing his best to put them where they need to be as the top talents. Almost ever in WWE. Mm-hmm. And the only way that Becky herself and Triple H can do that is to possibly win Money in the Bank. And that would put her as best female. In the history of WWE. Now. Does she actually. Need that. To be considered. Best female in WWE. No. She has already proven. Over the years. That she's been there. That. She is. Loved by everybody in the business, you know, in in WWE. Mm -hmm. She's loved by all the fans. That honestly, I don't believe she needs to win money in the bank to be the top female in WWE. No, and I agree. She's, She's arguably. This generation's Trish Stratus. Because at the time, and at the time, Trish was considered the GOAT. And, you know, even she had, I don't even want to say like a rub, but, you know, with Trish's recent run, or whatever, I don't know. Oh, it, oh, it, the fact that she was in 
the storyline with Trish helped her. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's without a fact. You know, they, I mean, yeah, she probably didn't need it, but did it help her character? Absolutely, it did, because you know it. You know it. Pretty much, Trish is saying, "Okay, this is who I'm putting my trust in." This is who is next in the business. Here you go. And she put her on spotlight for her. Mm -hmm. So, absolutely. I don't know. I would argue that I don't know if... I don't know if Becky needed it. But... I will agree well, that it, I guess it, I guess it helped, but. Yeah, she probably didn't need it, but it, it helped. I guess. Lot. I guess. I don't know if it would, I, I, I don't know if it would say a lot. I think it, no. I, it, I would, and if anything in my, and if anything, it maybe helped Trish stay a tiny bit relevant. What? Let, okay, let me say it this way. Let, let me say it this way. One, it didn't hurt. Okay? True. Two, not only did it not hurt Becky, but it also helped put um, Zoe Stark out there for everybody to see her. Yep. So I think it, I, I think it benefited so Zoe more I honestly than believe what I honestly believe that whole story had to do with one it was to give Becky that rub from Trish. Okay? Mhm. Mm that was one thing that it did. Number 2 it helped show um, Zoe as a legit up-and-comer from NXT and put her up there for, you know, for everybody to see and like, hey, here she is. She's next in the business. Mm -hmm. So, I think the, a good majority of that was for Zoe. Uh, I was just gonna say, I think it, I think it benefited Zoe more than anything. Absolutely, it did. And I think that was the whole point. Yeah. Um. And and on that look at look at Zoe since then. In oh, my opinion, she was the MVP in the Fatal Five Way at Crown Jewel. Absolutely. Um, she. I don't think she was in Survivor Series. Um, she had a hell of right. showing in the Rumble last night. I don't know. 
I and I, I agree. Zoe Star- Zoe Stark, I think, is probably the next in the business. I mean, Zoe has completely blown up mm-hmm. since that storyline with Trish and Becky. Oh right, yeah, duh. As Kobo just said, Rhea versus Zoe for the title. Yeah. Yeah. And she I would say and I would say in my opinion, I think Zoe was probably and I think I even said it on our review episode of Survivor Series, Zoe Zoe I think is probably the only challenger of Rhea's that actually gave her a run and made it uh, she was she was the most believable that she could beat Rhea I think everybody knew that Rhea was going to retain but uh, like the story building up to it I think Zoe Stark was probably the most believable out of all of uh, all of Rhea's challengers over the last year. There could be other ones, but I'm like Zoe is the standout right now. Maybe and I don't know if it's because it's the most recent or whatever, but it's just weird to think that Rhea is literally coming up on one year. Mania. And you know, we talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. I. Yeah, Rhea is showing that she's dominant. Okay? Tough slip up. You know, but. Do I think that they needed to keep the title on her for a year to show how dominant she is? No. Mm-mm. This is another one of those situations of a long title reign that really didn't need to happen. And then, the weird thing is, I agree, it didn't need to happen. And over the course of the of the year, <laughs> she's had more than Roman, but it feels like she didn't. She hasn't defended it much. The funny thing is, the funny thing is, it seems like Damian and Finn. And I could be wrong, and they've only been, they're two-time tag team champions, but it seems like Damian and Finn have defended the unified tag team titles more than Rhea has defended her women's title. That's because they have. I mean, I know it might sound weird, but within a span of... Three months that Dom was champion. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. I don't really remember. Well, exact he's numbers. also a two-time champion as well. So anyway, yeah, I, yeah, I don't really remember exact numbers. So you, nobody come at me for that. But 
you know, the fact that, you know, within the the three months or so that he was champion, he defended it three times as many times as Rhea did the women's title in mm-hmm. that span. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Everybody, and everybody loves Rhea. Everybody loves Mommy. Or whatever. So why aren't you featuring her more? Why aren't you featuring her more in matches? Period. No wonder she hasn't defended the title. She's not even in a regular match. And anytime she is, like, somebody's stepping up to her and they're just like, oh, uh, she's like, yeah, I gotta go handle my business. And then it's basically a squash match. And then she's like, yeah, I'm done for another month and a half or something. I don't, and like, I don't, I don't get the philosophy anymore in this era of long title runs. I said it last night. I said it last night during the, uh, the Royal Rumble watch long. The main reason, the two main reasons why I wanted Kevin Owens to win the United States title was one, because I've, uh, I've, I think Kevin needs a title, a singles title again. And two, I want the United States title to be kind of tossed around a little bit. Same with the Intercontinental. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. That he need the the which I've said it for a while. Mm-hmm. Walter, Guther, whatever you want to call him, he needs title reign needs to end. And it needs to end it needs to end at Mania. I mean I I mean I would be okay if it ended at Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. But it still needs to end. The one thing I'm noticing about the champions though. And that's been WWE's problem for a while, uh, for a little while. Um, is other uh, I would say other than Seth, maybe, and well, Seth has fallen victim to it a little bit too. And I say uh, fallen victim, but you'll get what I mean in a second. Um. Every champion right now, even tag team champions, just seem to get the same challenger over and over and over again. And that it and that's got to do with WWE creatives booking. But Yes, and I agree with that. But 
the yeah. other thing is the reason why I say it's been a problem for a little while is it's very possible that no one is really stepping up and say, hey, I got a storyline idea or you know what well, I mean? Well, not just that, but a lot of them are going out there and just, and I, and I know, I know this is a bad way to put it, but a lot of them are just going out there and putting on the bare and doing the bare minimum just to get put on TV. Mm-hmm. There are a few of them, and <laughs> great example, Chad Gable is going out there and just blowing everybody away with the matches, but yet we can't get him... We can't get we can't get the title on him, and it just, and it makes no sense to me. Because with the way that he's going out there and performing, he needs that IC title, mm-hmm. and he needs to be the one to take it off of Walter, either at Elimination Chamber or. Um, at Mania. See, hold on, and I and hold on a second. I want to and I want to address the comment that Valve just said. That's the problem. That's the problem with WWE that everything needs to be a story. But here's the thing. Yeah, that uh, WWE has always been about stories, but there's nothing wrong with that. The problem is. The problem is everybody seems to, seems to, I'm not saying they are, I'm not saying they're not, but everybody seems to be afraid to take a chance. Now, with Vince out of the picture, it could be a different story, and it's not going to happen overnight, but... And I think that's and my and I still believe that's Triple H's like vision ish, if you and I guess you could say on if how he wants to build the roster and and he said it last night on the press conference and we'll get into it um, in a little bit too that it's hard to keep everybody on. It's hard to keep everybody on on, on the roster um, given enough time, and and he even said he goes a lot. Uh, sometimes they won't, but it's hard to keep everybody on the same level and keep everybody happy, and nothing will change. Yeah, n- exactly. Nothing is going to change dramatically. Uh, well, I and I don't know, uh, Velv. I think I and I think I disagree with that. I think I disagree with that. I think it's going to change dramatically, but it's going to give time and it's going to take some time. 
because over the last year, I would say year-ish, if you haven't picked up on it, and if you haven't been watching WWE, Triple H has... Uh, Triple H has always been about that long ster- uh, that long term storytelling. Like he'll put tidbits, uh, he'll have one thing happen, and then seemingly it'll be dropped, and then six months, three months, whatever, it'll be picked up again, and then everybody will be like, "Oh shit!" Appreciate that, Bob. Um. See, that's what I, uh, that's what, that's what a lot of people are saying. That's what a lot of people are saying, that everybody thinks Cody's story should have ended last year. At the time, I agreed with it. Now, now I think, now I think is the proper time to do it. I don't watch WWE apart from big shows. That's I, and that's fine. Not gonna uh, not gonna judge you though. You know, if you don't watch WWE and you watch primarily an AEW, New Japan, whatever it is, it's fine. You watch what you want to watch. Um, but a lot of people think that Cody's sh- uh, Co- Cody's sh- story should have ended last year. Here's the thing. Let's look back on and uh, let's look back on that now. Do I agree that uh, that Roman still should be champion right now? No. But riddle me this, if you will. Had Cody won last year at Mania, in retrospect. He got injured at Hell in a Cell. He was out for, what was it, eight months, comes back, wins the Rumble, and said he uh, say he had beaten Roman last year. What would have that done? Seriously, what would have that done? Would it have ended the story? Probably not. Because, yeah, Cody would have def- uh, would have dethroned Roman. Whatever he would have won the title that his dad uh, that his dad couldn't win or whatever. But then what? You know what I mean? Like, had he won, Roman probably would have probably would have chased it again and then chances are depending on how the story would have went chances are we probably we possibly would have been having Roman versus Cody this year anyway 
only Cody would be, uh, would have been defending. So the right now with Cody winning the Rumble this year, I think I think this is the and if they do it right, I think this is the time to do it. And And we'll just see how it goes. Uh, and I don't know. If, God forbid, Roman retains this year at Mania, I'm, like, giving up on... And I mean, I kind of gave up on Roman's title reign a long time ago, but I'm probably giving up completely on Roman. Um, probably got some... Someone who deserves time off. To I mean, yeah. So I don't know. A lot of people are uh, a lot of people are sick and tired of oh yeah, finish the story, finish the story, whatever. You guys got to remember, Triple H is all about the long term storytelling. That's one of the main differences between Triple H, uh, this Triple H regime, and and Vince uh, regime. Vince was kind of sort of about that long term storytelling, but if something didn't work, Vince dropped it immediately. In my opinion, I think Triple H is going long term storytelling, and if something doesn't work. Yeah, we might drop it, but we're going to come back to it or uh, he's going to look at it and see, all right, what can we do to, uh, where can we go from here? This didn't necessarily go the way we planned it. Where are we going from here? And if the story gets dropped and then six months later, a year later, it's, oh, we're going to pick this up again. Again, it gets you thinking like, oh, shit. That's right, this happened. Okay, now this could be really good. So Yeah, that's my uh, that's my whole take on it. Alright, let's get into uh the Royal Rumble match card last night and give our thoughts on it. Uh they booked themselves into a corner. Again, long. Uh, I don't know. We're gonna. Uh, we're about to see. We're about to see how uh, how it's gonna go. Um. So the night started off with the women's Royal Rumble. Um. Right off the gate, within the first ten entrants, we had two major surprises. We had the return of Naomi. I almost said Trinity. That would have been kind of weird. Um, Naomi came in at number two, and I believe she lasted until, I believe it was like 28. 
if I'm not mistaken. 27, 28, something like that. Maybe a uh, ballpark. And then what I really liked is shortly after that is we saw at entrant number five, we had TNA's current knockouts champion, Jordan Grace. Um, I thought that was really cool to see. And she... I'm not even going to lie. Like, as long as she lasted, there was a point where I thought, even though it wouldn't have made any sense, but it would have been really cool to see. I almost thought she was going to win the thing. Because she was in, she lasted until, I believe, like the final, like the final 10 I'm not, uh, I don't know. But that was really cool. Um, JMO, are you still here? Yeah, I'm, it, keep going. Okay. Um, I was personally excited. I know some people weren't very excited, not necessarily because of her appearing but <laughs> some people were not very excited because of other people on the internet wanting to ruin the entire idea of a surprise entrant on social media and then Like, there were, uh, there were supposedly uh, um, people on, like, Instagram and X and whatever. As usual, as the internet does, um, literally post... Apparently, in regards to Jordan Grace, there was somebody posted, like, a picture of Jordan Grace arriving in Tampa or something like that and then like a Royal Rumble badge underneath her and said spoiler alert or something like that so it's just like what the hell that's why I don't use social media guys in, in all honesty there are no surprises anymore in this day and age well you're not wrong Velk you're not wrong but you gotta give you gotta give credit to all, and in my opinion, you gotta give credit to all promotions, AEW, WWE, TNA, whatever. Yeah, there are no surprises, but as long as you stay off social media, there is. Think about that. If you stay off social media, if, like, the uh, take Rumble, for example. You stay off TikTok, you stay off Instagram, you stay off Twitter, any kind of social media. If you stay off social media the entire weekend, I can almost guarantee you there's a you are going to be surprised at the Mania, at Rumble. Because you're not listening to the spoilers. 
that's why I was. I popped hard when um, Jordan Grace came in. Because I immediately knew who it was. Even Now, the funny thing is, I knew who it was after seeing Jordan Grace once. Once. At Hard to Kill. Or like a couple weeks ago. Because I knew her, like, I knew her from her theme. It's hard to miss that siren. Anyway. That doesn't do shit anymore, and anything is weak weeks in. Well, I know it is, but again, if you don't pay attention to it, if you don't pay attention to it, then how are you going to be, and how is it going to be ruined? Think about it. Yeah, it can be reports. Whether it's true or not, you, and it's, and correct me if I'm wrong, JMO, correct me if I'm wrong, kind of comes down to common sense. Yeah, that nobody has anymore. Yeah, because everybody has got attention of a attention span of a squirrel. Whenever he... Yeah. No, you're. Not, I mean, you're not wrong. But again, if you if you stay off of social media, I don't think you're gonna get spoiled as much. Yeah, uh, sometimes there's. Uh, I will admit, there are uh, there are sometimes that there is no uh, there is no avoiding it. But again, you gotta give credit to WWE. You know all the promotions, whether they're spoiled or not. Obviously, they're doing everything that they can to keep it under wraps. You know what I mean? Like, spoilers could be out there. That doesn't necessarily mean WWE or AEW, whoever, whoever involved has to confirm it. And again, come down to common sense. Even if you're if you're on social media all day, and you see something like "Oh, Jordan Grace is popping up tonight," we're not idiots, guys. I mean, well, hmm. let me rephrase that. We're not idiots all the time. You see a spoiler of Jordan Grace. I know it's going to sound hard to do, but listen to my words. Use your head. I know that's kind of and that that may or may not be kind and kind of hard. But use your head. You see a spoiler? Really think about it. Do you really want to believe it? 
Or would you rather watch the show had you seen the spoiler, whether you've seen the spoiler or not, would you rather see the spoiler and believe it and not even enjoy the show or see the spoiler, not believe it, and enjoy the show? Sorry, that might be a little far. Anyway. Twice in fact, both. Both is AEW and WWE. Debuts, Punk versus. Punk was words. World's worst secret. Well. Yeah. But again. I, I'm glad you brought that up too, Val. Yeah, Punk's might have been the world's worst secret, but uh, but think about the way WWE did it. The way, like, if you were watching Survivor Series live, right, the way it was done, the way uh, the way the return was done. And I was watching it live. I completely forgot about Punk until his music hit. Because everybody was invested in that War Games match and how jacked Randy Orton was and that he pretty much killed JD <laughs> with the RKO. So... Anyway, Jamal, you can talk. I'm, I'm. Women's Rumble. Yeah, go, go ahead. I know, but it's our show. No, go ahead. I'm. Best in my opinion. I would actually, in, in honest, in, in recent years, yes. I would agree, Kobu. Um, so the 2024 Women's Royal Rumble winner is Bailey. If you go back to the prediction episode two episodes ago, or like about two weeks ago, or just literally the last episode, um, JMO was right. It even hurt to say that, but not really. Jamo. Yeah. Your turn. Uh, with what? I mean, just talk. <laughs> I mean, I I could go back a half hour ago to something that was said, but go you on. know, hey, but we're we're past that. So go ahead. About what? Uh, a comment that was made in chat. Oh, what? The whenever about okay. I'm just gonna go back to this because because you talked about it and then you kind of moved on and you know I was listening and letting you talk and didn't want to interrupt. 
Bout said earlier that that's the problem with WWE, that everything is story-based. And everything is around a story. That's the whole wrestling business. Mm-hmm. Is everything is based around a story, not just WWE. Mm-hmm. If it's if something is not based around a story, then it's not the wrestling business. Yep. That includes AEW. That includes New Japan. That includes uh, GCW, MLW, All Japan, pretty much every company out there. There is a story within that company for the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And what that, I mean, all a story is for is to get us invested. And what's going on between the competitors. So to say that to say that WWE is just you know that that's the problem with WWE that it's story based, that everything is wrapped around the story. Again, that goes back to every company in the world. Um, See, I have to disagree with that, Bill. What? Hang on. And I can think of an example, and I'll make sure you have read it. I can think of an example right off the top of my head. Okay. Valk says uh, their AEW basically just throws in great matches without any build-up. Okay, um, what? Hold on. So, okay, hang on. WWE does that too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, what... Great example, you know, is, as we were talking earlier, you know, Gunther, Walter, whoever, he's had some awesome matches with people without any kind of build-up for the title. You know, they just stuck people in the title picture and, you know, hey, you go for, you try to go for the title. You try to go for the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, there's a good majority of WWE matches that are not story-based. Mm-hmm. And I can say that because, and, you know, and it's been proven but, and Val even said it himself earlier that he doesn't watch WWE except for the big shows. Mm-hmm. So, if what he's going off of is just the pay-per-views, then yeah, he's seeing nothing but the story-based matches. Subtase. What? Now, now, AEW does have some great matches that are just thrown together. I will I will give him that. Mm-hmm. 
but WWE also does the same thing. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna I'm gonna debate the comment on the AEW side. It was said that AEW throws good matches without any buildup. I can think of an example right off the top of my head. You're telling me without any buildup that the what the hell was it called? The Texas death match between Hangman Page and Swerve didn't have any buildup. Swerve invaded Hangman's house. Was in his daughter's room. And that's not any buildup? See, that goes back to one of those story-based... That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And Valk, said, uh, Valk tried to uh, point the fact out that AEW throws matches with no buildup in it. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm now that was that was based off of. I will say this: that was based off of a story. Yeah. But there, there have been some within AEW. There have been some within WWE. Mm-hmm. There have been some within. I'm sure there's been a lot more within New Japan. Oh yeah. Than there has been AEW and, and WWE. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, every company throughout the world, every company, and we have to agree on this, you know, across the board, every company. In the world, whether it be a major company or a minor company or indie company, whatever, they are all going to have matches just thrown together just to see what they can do and how well the wrestlers work together before they try to put them in a story with a buildup. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's just the way the business works. And right. it has worked that and it's it's been that way and worked that way for sixty plus years. Right. Yep. I I'm I'm just going off of a round number. Nobody come at me with how long wrestling's been around. I know it's been around forever. But, you know, 60 plus years, they do it the way they do it because it works. Yep. And that's one of those situations. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And the fact that it's been around for as long as it has, and the way that it's done the way that it's done... We are still sitting here watching it. Mm-hmm. We are enjoying it. We are able to sit here and have a podcast about it. <laughs> and we're able to sit here and debate it. Yep. Because, again, it's working. Mm-hmm. By the way, guys, side note, we love debating this stuff. That's, uh, this is what we ask for. 
Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, absolutely. I will say this. Yeah, they are thrown together, and they are great matches. And that goes back to they 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 throw the people together, mm-hmm. whether it be a singles match or a tag match or whatever. They do that to see how well they work before they put them into a story with each other. Yep. And, again, that's the way it needs to be because you don't want to have somebody random just because and go, here, y'all go, you know, we're going to put two people that we've never seen before we're not going to just say, here, y'all go. And, you know, some people are going to be, who are these, you know, who are these people? Why are they here? What are they doing? And we're going to question that. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, you're still going to question it. You're going to get it talking. And that's the, uh, at the end of the day, that's what they're after. Yeah. And, and, and then... If you get the people that you 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 put them in a match just out of the blue, and and you know and then you go, oh my god, that was awesome. That's when you sit there and you go, hey, maybe these two could could have great matches, not just a great match, mm-hmm. but great matches. And let's see how it turns out if we put them in more matches and then make it mean something later on. And say, okay, see, like, like, okay, like Hook and Joe, that was great, but everyone teared AEW with the There's No Story. Okay, see, that's one of those situations. Yeah, they put, yeah, they kind of threw Hook versus Joe. Yeah, they did that. They put that match on. It was a great match. But also... Now, since they had the match, now it's got people talking, hey, maybe these two could have great matches in the future. Mm -hmm. And then that could work off of building into a possible story. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, That's my point right there. Yep. They had a great match. They had a great match. I know everybody wants to see them have matches. Well, and on that note too, I think the following week, Hook literally said to in Joe's face, "I don't know when, and I don't know how, but we're gonna uh, we're gonna meet again." See. And that, that's my point. And the funny thing is, here's a uh, a funny thing, guys. That's kind of a story. 
Yeah, and yeah, well, absolutely. And I'm trying to make the exact same point. Not everything has to be a story to start with. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. But eventually, and it's just the way the business works. Everything will eventually be story driven. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. WWE, AEW, TNA, New Japan, All Japan, whatever. Eventually, everything will be story based. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of when are they going to come back to it. Exactly. Yep. Um. So that's that's my rant. That's my whole spiel on that. Moving on. Um, other than you being right about your prediction, how do you feel about Bailey winning the 2024 Royal Rumble? I am not mad at all. Because Triple H said at the, um, at the press conference afterwards, Bailey has been around a long time. Mm-hmm. She has been in that position for a very long time, but she never got the opportunity. Now she's got that opportunity, and she's going to run with it. Yep. She is that constant that's been there for so long. And it's time to see what she can do. I'm going to throw yes, a... She, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Yes, go ahead. Yes, she's been in those close... Um, those close positions for a while. Mm-hmm. I am finally able... Or I'm, I'm, I'm glad that she's finally able to step up and say, this is my time. I'm going to show you why it's my time. So, yeah, I'm, I am 100% perfectly okay that she is, is getting her time to shine in the in the spotlight, mm-hmm. yeah, too shy, pretty much. And it's been a long time coming for her. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I agree. Um, see, mm. It is her time and damage controlled time, but I think going back to the prediction that JMO had, I think it's going to be two different, I guess, storylines, maybe. Um, I think Bailey, she keeps teasing that she's going to go after Rhea. And if she does, honestly, cool. Seriously. If she goes after Rhea, sweet. Okay, 
if she goes out to Rhea, it's going to be one of the biggest swerves in wrestling. I think it will too. Yep. Because everybody is is everybody is just absolutely bent on her going for EO and being kicked out of damage control. Mm-hmm. And getting the title off of EO. That's mm-hmm. what that that's what everybody is wanting. But if she happens to say, hey, I'm not going for EO because she's a part of damage control. I'm a part of damage control. We want everything within damage control. I'm picking Rhea, and then all of a sudden something happens and she gets kicked out. She's already made her decision. Mm-hmm. To go for Rhea, what does that mean moving forward? That's that's gonna be a huge story within itself. I think again, it will. I think again, going back to story based stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But and and here's what I and uh, here's what I will say on that too. If she goes after Rhea. And like you said, everybody's expecting her to go after EO because they've been teasing that, you know, even and even right before EO actually won the title, like, they've been teasing it long-term storytelling that yeah. Bailey's got something, you know, she's costed EO the match, EO's costed Bailey matches or whatever, and now all of a sudden they're on good terms. If she goes after Rhea, she doesn't necessarily have to be kicked out of damage control. She yeah. could just lit- uh, she could just voluntarily leave and just be yeah. like, "Yeah, screw you guys. I never really needed you anyway." See you Absolutely. later. Absolutely. So yeah, but but if she says, "Hey, you know, I'm going after Rhea." Because damage control will, you know, you know, if I win the match against Rhea, damage control will now have all of the women's, you know, all of the women's gold, all of the women's titles. But then all, but then out of the blue, there starts to be that, you know, I mean, there already is actually mm-hmm. that. The, the issues within damage control. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's already, you know, there's already been that showing anyway. Yep. Especially, especially last night at the Rumble with Oscar, Kyrie, and Bailey. Yep. You know, Bailey's doing her best to show that she's a part of the group, you know, that. She's trying to help them out, and, you know, that's, but Asuka and Kyrie, you know, don't really want to have anything to do with her or whatever, mm-hmm. and, you know, again, that was showing last night, but if she says, hey, I'm going against Rhea so that damage control can have 
all the gold of the company. Right? And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, they start to have more issues with that damage control. And they kick and they kick Bailey out. What does she do then? I mean, does she automatically come back and say, hey, you know, I chose Rhea because I thought damage control, you know, could have everything. But now that you no longer won't be in damage control, does she does she go back on her word? And go after EO? Yeah, I don't know. And go at, because here's the thing about that, though. That's never happened. If somebody says, this is who I'm going after at Mania, that's how they run it. Yep. They have never had a situation of somebody making a choice and then changing that choice before Mania. Mm-hmm. What if that happens this year? That'd if be- Bailey says, if Bailey says I'm going against Rhea, they start to run with that, and then all of a sudden, hey, I'm changing and I'm going against Eo. What that's going to do, and it could possibly happen before or right around the time of Elimination Chamber, and what that's going to do is that's going to set up somebody going against Rhea at Mania, which will probably be Becky. Um, Kobu, to answer your question, no. It does not include the the NXT titles. All the women's titles on the main roster between Raw and SmackDown. Because the tag, t- the women's tag team titles are now unified. The WWE and the NXT women's tag team titles were unified, so those are technically across all three brands. But I think I have yet to see Damage Control on NXT, and so the women's title on NXT does not uh, technically doesn't count. Yeah. So. You know, it, but, you know, again, if, if the, you know, if that, if she picks Rhea, and then there's an issue within damage control, and she changes, and she tells, uh, uh, EO. No, she, okay, just say, she, okay, just say she picks Rhea. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that mean that she would have to... Technically, that would mean she would have to sign the contract. No, no, I know, let me, let me, let me finish. If she picks Rhea, wouldn't that technically mean that she has to move to Raw? No, it doesn't. Because she's the Royal yeah, Rumble. Uh, she's the Royal Rumble winner. She can go yeah, after any but, title she wants. Yeah. She could go after the NXT title, and doesn't mean she she moves to the NXT roster. 
But what I mean, but wouldn't she need to do that to be able to build up to it? Technically, no. I mean, it would make. I mean, that would make sense. But she doesn't have to be on the actual Raw roster. She could just show up on Raw if she chooses Rhea. I mean, hell, she did it this past Monday. Damage control was randomly on Raw last week. Because Bailey was apparently looking for Rhea. Okay, so, but, okay. But, if, okay, if she challenges Rhea, mm -hmm. okay, Adam Pierce as the GM. Okay. Mm -hmm. He would have to work around things on the show to have Bailey challenge for that title. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just just say that. But then all of a sudden, again. All of a sudden, she gets kicked out of damage control, and then she wants to face Eo. Wouldn't that mess up Adam's booking on Monday, and wouldn't he have to figure out an alternative? Yeah, it would. Challenger for Rhea, and wouldn't that set up something? Again, wouldn't that set up a story for possible elimination chamber? Mm -hmm. Same. Yeah, it would. But what are you, what are you trying to get at? Uh, what I'm getting at is Bailey is probably going to say that she's probably going to face Rhea. Yeah. Okay. There's going to be something that she's going to get kicked out of damage control or leave damage control or whatever. And I'm saying I'm calling it now. That she's going to change her mind, which has never happened before. She's going to change her mind, and she's going to say she wants to face EO, which is going to make them have to change up things right around the time for Elimination Chamber. And that's how they're going to run a story. To get somebody to go against Rhea. I like it. Now here's a side question for you. Fantasy booking here. Sort of. Mm -hmm. Fantasy booking it, but scenario. Slash. Is it really fantasy booking and scenario when it comes to me? If you had shut up and let me uh, get my words out. <laughs> no, fantasy no, I... booking scenario slash question. Say Bailey, say everything you just said is true, right? Complete swerve, chooses Rhea, changes her mind, goes for Eel, right? Kicked out of damage control. Here's a question. Being that she would be kicked out of damage control, 
right? And damage control is a healed group, or supposed to be. If you noticed, she kind of is growing it out. So if Bailey gets kicked out, do we get some sort of modern variation of Hugger Bailey back? Think about that. Before you answer that, think about that. Bailey won the Royal Rumble. She gets kicked out of damage control. She's going for the title main eventing WrestleMania. And she possibly goes back to, uh, to Hugger Bailey where she started. Everything comes full circle. Do we get Hugger Bailey back? Think about that because when this and, and another thing, uh, this original you brought it up at the top of the show. Triple H is trying to do what they uh, what they can to or what he can to get uh, to get all four horsewomen. To the top uh, level that they can. Bailey started as the hugger. Do we get even uh, not even maybe not even like fully, right? Maybe like a hybrid between the hugger and her current character. Do we get a tease or little tidbits of the hugger Bailey back? She technically still uses the Bailey to belly. She doesn't use it very often, but she still uses it. Do we get... By the time Mania comes around, do we get Hugger Bailey back for the title? No. No, 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 not even war games. I mean, that could be uh, that could be Survivor Series, uh, you know, possibly next year or this year or whatever, but I'm talking I I'm only talking about Mania. I'm only talking about Mania. Do we get some sort of variation or hints of Hugger Bailey back? Because if you kind of notice she's sort of growing out her hair. Yeah, she's got it in like a bun or whatever every once in a while, but I don't know. It's just those little de uh, those little details that some people might not be catching on to, or I could literally be blowing smoke up on my uh, up my own ass. Who knows? But tantalizing question: Do we get Hugger Bailey back by Mania? Um, one more side question for you, JMO, on the Women's Rumble. JMO? Go ahead. What did you think 
of the placement of the debut of Jade Cargill in the Rumble. What do you mean? Do you think it, the debut of Jade Cargill was proper? Absolutely. I think it was too, and the fact that she literally, she literally uh, lifted Nia up as if she was like a hundred pounds, which I, uh, which I was already impressed. I'm like, yes, get rid of this bitch. <laughs> I thought it was a really interesting uh, flex off I guess if you will between I think there was one point where there was um I think it was Bianca Jade and I want to say either Ivy or Jordan like, all three women were doing some sort of, like, military press and kind of just showing off, like, hey, I'm stronger, or whatever. Um, no, I thought, I, I thought it was interesting. Um, apparently, apparently Jade is actually still listed as a free agent, so she's not confined yet to Raw or SmackDown. Or NXT. So we still don't know where she is going to go. Um, I think she came out at, a, I believe, what, 20, 28, I think. So... Uh, no, Kobo. I was just happy that she got rid of... I, I was just happy she got rid of Naya. And supposedly Naya still... Um... I know we don't really like to use it a whole lot, but supposedly Naya kind of botched all of her... Or most of her eliminations. Anyway, moving on. Fatal 4-Way match for the Universal title. Randy Orton, AJ Styles, L.A. Knight, and Roman Reigns. Jamo, your thoughts on this match? Um... Um, with the, okay, with the four of those men in that match, mm -hmm. 
Um, with, with those four men in that match, okay, I'm, I honestly believe that that match could have and possibly should have went on for an hour. Okay. Because Roman, okay, whether people want to admit it or not, Roman is at this level, okay? Just Roman, Randy, AJ, and LA Knight. Those four guys are at top-tier WWE talent right now. Yeah, Cody might be top babyface in the company right now. You know, but... They could be debated, but... I think it's a very... I think it's, in my opinion, I think it's very, very close between LA and Cody. And even uh, possibly Randy. Anyway, go ahead. With those four talents in WWE, um, there is no reason whatsoever that with with those four as top tier as they are, mm-hmm. that they shouldn't have had an an hour match. I mean, yeah, I understand, you know, you've only got a certain amount of time for pay-per-views. But, With the amount of work that all four of them can do and have done, I think they honestly deserve it. Which I, 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 with with that being said, I honestly believe that that match ended too quick. Realistically, yes, but that brings up the question, as short as the match was, whether it's time slot, whatever, really makes you question, because if you think about it, yes, I do agree, that Fatal 4-Away probably should have been longer, but because of how short it was kind of brings up the question 
how. I mean, it, it it's starting to kind of solidify a little bit everything that's been sort of coming out. That Roman's health isn't as good as they thought, or as he thought. So he can't yeah, last as long in the match. But, yeah, but even if his health is not that great, the other three could pick up the slack. Roman could Roman could have laid on the outside for 75, 80% of that match. The other three could have put on one of the absolute best matches that WWE has ever seen. Well, apparently they tried to on, and I mean, I, yeah, I know. Well, that, that. <clears throat> and then you could have had Roman come in and Superman punch, spear, or, or have Randy hit AJ and LA with RKO's Roman comes in hits him with a spear and then pins one of the other two mm -hmm. and, and you know Roman could have still won but the other three could have carried that match yeah that's no that's know, a good point yeah, if Roman's health is 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 fading, if it you know if it is, you know then so be it. But those three guys absolutely could have carried that match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, it's a good point. But then, had it been that way, we probably would have been ripping it, uh, ripping it apart on the other side. Just be like, yeah, the match was too long. So I mean. See, it, again, with those, with those four, okay, with, with those four, it, it should have gone longer. If, okay, if WWE did not want that match to go long, okay, mm -hmm. if WWE did not want that match to be that long, they shouldn't have made it a fatal four-way. No, I agree. I agree. Um. So, yeah, I'm just... I find it funny, though. There's people... <laughs> there's people out there, so... The ending sequence was... He hits a Superman punch on L.A. Knight and spears and pins A.J. And somebody was reviewing it or whatever of... Yeah, at least Roman won clean. He didn't win clean. Solo interfered. I mean, yeah, it's a no, uh, no DQ match anyway. He still didn't win clean, technically. But it was interesting. It was interesting that AJ was the one that was being uh, that was pinned. 
because a lot of people, myself included, I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to agree with it, but kind of whatever. I don't want to say forced, but a lot of people were thinking and firmly believing that L.A. Knight was going to take the pin. But A.J. did. So, I wonder... I don't know. I don't know where we go with Roman... I don't, and I'm 95% positive he's not even scheduled for perf. So I don't think that I, I think the next time we're even going to see him, even title defense is probably mania. Well, he'll probably make a few cameos or whatever on SmackDown here and there. Um, I don't know. I don't know where we go from here, but I'm, I will say this, I'm intrigued because of what happened in the main event, we're going to get to it. Um, all in all, yeah, I do agree the match should have been probably a little bit longer, but again, um, Triple H referred to it too in the press conference that, you know, it's all... You know, the main thing we're trying to work on is time management. Um, and trying not to prolong the pay-per-views. I almost said PLEs. Um, longer than they need to be. So, that's I think that's the main reason why there was only four matches last night. You know, granted the Rumbles here there take about an hour hour and a half a piece so i don't know but yes i do agree um yeah if it was a fatal four-way it probably should have lasted longer um here's a question it had it not been a fatal four-way what it uh what who would you have put in the match what kind of match would it have been if you were booking? For the amount of time they had? Mm hmm For the amount of time that the match was on, I probably would have made it a one-on-one with Randy Orton. Okay. Yeah, I realize that with Randy just coming back, he's going to be super over. Yep. You know, nobody would want to see him win, whatever, you know, or nobody would want to see him. Uh, nobody would want to see Roman win clean, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. But also nobody would want to see any interference. Right. But, but if it's a one-on-one with Randy Orton, then, yeah, you would have to have either Jay or Solo interfere for disqualification or, you know, interfere and then 
Roman get the pin or whatever. But that that would be the only way. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. But yeah, I probably would have put AJ. I pro- see. I'll see. I wouldn't have put AJ because whenever AJ comes back from his injury or his time off, he attacked LA Knight. Yeah. That's, you know, I would have put it against Randy and have AJ and LA, you know, kind of get into matches and then have, have those two continue on until Mania. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're getting, yeah, I think we're, I I think we're getting LA Knight and AJ at, at Chamber. Yeah, and, but yeah, I, I probably, I probably, like I said, I probably would have put Randy in that spot alone. Okay. Then we get on to the U.S. title match. Oh my God. Kevin Owens versus Logan Paul. Now, JMO, you and I had talked before we went live, and we both actually agreed, whether we liked it or not, that the way it ended was actually the right decision. Whether, again, whether we like it or not. Um, so let's talk about it. So, I guess in summary, Logan tried to cheat, uh, have the guy, the same guy, whoever the hell he was, um, in his last match at Crown Jewel, except the ref caught him, trying to bring it in. Then insert uh, Austin Theory and Grayson Waller um, so that they could still get the brass knucks to Logan. But what do you what do you think of how the match ended? Logan Paul retained via disqualification. And because the ref, because the ref saw the brass knocks on KO's fist as he was coming down for three. What are your thoughts on this? Sometimes I'm br- I'm glad you brought that up, and I want to I want to talk about that after Jam was done. Go ahead. The fact that KO won by DQ. Mm-hmm. Makes this so much better because
we can continue on with everything and it still helps Kevin because he he didn't get pinned in the match which keeps which keeps the story going I guess you could say because KO can say you know that somebody come in they interfered and you know he's not the one that brought the you know the brass knuckles out somebody else did mm -hmm. all he did was just use them he saw an opportunity and he, and he went with it yeah um he can, he can go he can use that but then logan can say well hey you cheated to beat me you know I, you know, I was going to beat you fair and square, which we all know that that wasn't the case. Right. So, it keeps this going, and Kevin will still be able to get a rematch because, you know, uh, uh, Nick Aldis, mm -hmm. he'll go back and he'll say, oh, well, this happened, you know, you had this person try to interfere on your behalf. Mm -hmm. We called him before he come out, and he's going to give Kevin a rematch for the U.S. title. Oh, I th uh, I, uh, yeah, I think I'm so, just, too. I'm just, I'm just going to say that that's how it's going to work. Mm -hmm. You know, it, you know, they might figure out something different, but that's the way I would book it. That's the way I would run it. So, it you know, it, it keeps everything going. And plus, you give KO a chance to go for the title again and win it at probably Mania. Kogu says he and, did mention a rematch in an interview. Where, Kogu? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, General. Um, what was I saying? Um, you're just saying that Nick Aldis is going to get Grant and Kevin in a rematch. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that's that's the only way that this could possibly even turn out okay. Mm -hmm. And you know if if it's going to be at Mania, that will give Kevin another WrestleMania moment that he needs. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, he got he got his. He got his biggest WrestleMania moment ever last year by winning the titles. Yep. And, he, you know, if he has another title win this year, I'm okay with that. Yep. And I think that would be, in all honesty, I think that would be the proper time 
whether it's KO or whether it's somebody else, I think that would be the proper time to uh, to get the title off of Logan. And see, we all know because it's WrestleMania mm-hmm. that Logan's going to do his best to have a WrestleMania moment. Uh, yeah, you know he will. And if Kevin wins the title, even if Logan does something crazy in his match, and Kevin wins the title, he's going to outshine anything that Logan can do in the match. And that's going to get under Logan's skin. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna laugh. And I want to just and I want to point out what I said last yesterday on during the watch along. The only reason, the only two reasons why I wanted KO to win is because one, I think KO needs a single title again. And two, I want, I want the U.S. title, I want the U.S. title to just kind of bounce around every once in a while. Well, I will, okay, I'll say this, I want the U.S. title to actually mean something again. That too. That too. I don't, and I don't know if it has meant I don't think the U.S. title has meant anything since the new design. And that was the the, uh, the pandemic era. I'm, I'm just going to put it out there and say that the U.S. title has meant nothing since Cena had it. Mm. When Cena had it, he was doing all of those U.S. title open challenges. Mm-hmm. And what... and. And what that done is it had guys step up that normally wouldn't step up or be able to get um, title matches. Yeah, and and then Seth Rollins did the same thing. But, you know, whenever Cena done it, it brought guys out for everybody to see Great example is Sami Zayn. Oh, I know. I don't know, and uh, you and uh, nobody's gonna ever forget the Sami Zayn moment. So I would, I would say the title really hasn't meant anything since Cena had it. I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it. I mean, the me- had- the more meaning, yes, but Seth, uh, like when Seth did it, he did the same thing. He tried to do the same thing. Yeah, but see, even even though Seth tried to do it, all that means is it was a copy and paste of what Cena did. Yeah, I'm just saying. So, again, the title really, it, it's been, it hasn't been relevant since the last time Cena had it. And what's stu- uh, what, if you think about that, 
during that time, the Intercontinental title was what the U.S. title is now. Yes. So, somehow, somehow, I think WWE needs to figure out the equal balance between the two titles again. Because, like you were saying, the U.S. title isn't relevant, but the Intercontinental title is. They need they need to br uh, find a way to bring the U.S. title up to that level so that... Okay, I'm, I'm just going to say this. I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there, and I'm just going to say this. Listener. The IC title, right now, to me, mm -hmm. is not relevant either. Okay. Elaborate. Gunther's had it for way too long. Well, duh. He doesn't defend... Hey, wait a minute. He doesn't defend the title. Week in, week out. Like it used to be defended when it was known as the working man's title. The workhorse, yeah. That, that, that used to be the title that everybody wanted to see that the guy that put in the most work all in the company it's the title that they put or the the guy that they that done everything mm -hmm. that's the title that they put on him mm -hmm. it's no longer that situation anymore yeah, when, when, um, guys like The Rock, um, Roddy Piper, Austin, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, The Honky Tonk Man, Jer Jericho for that matter, mm -hmm. when they had the title, they were out there every single week showing what they could do. Gunther, or Walter, whatever, yeah, he might show up on TV, but he's not having the matches that those guys had. And he's not proving to me that he should have that title for as long as he's had it. No, and and I agree, but what I'm what I'm talking about is you got the reason. What I'm saying is the level of the Intercontinental Title right now. Yeah, whether it's being defended or not, and whether Gunther is defending it or not, regardless. It doesn't have the legitimacy and the legacy that it used to have. I'm not talking about that yet. I know, but I'm just saying... Can I finish what I was saying first? Go ahead. What I'm saying is the inner... Uh, right now, 
the Intercontinental title versus the United States title. People are... Whether you agree with his long title run or not, people are talking more about the Intercontinental title than the U.S. title. You're frust uh, we're both frustrated with Gunther's long title run. At least we're still talking about the title. We're barely talking about the U.S. title. Period. That's what I'm talking about. Of that WWE needs to figure out that balance to get people talking about both titles. And then, and on top of that, get the prestige of both titles behind them again. That's what I'm talking about, the, uh, the different levels of the Intercontinental versus the U.S. title. Nobody's talking about the U.S. title. The only reason why we're talking about the U.S. title is because of fucking social media, uh, uh, like, star, if you even want to call it, his current champion. It's literally the only reason why we're talking about the title. Intercontinental, we're, we're at least talking about it. Who in the hell is going to dethrone Gunther? Make it an evil level. I'm not saying unify him. Do not unify him. But get the get an evil level playing field of getting us to talk about both titles. And then from there, I think, and I think the more we can, uh, the more we can talk about both titles equally, I think could start to bring the prestige back to the titles. And again, we said it, uh, we said it earlier, it's not going to happen overnight. Because it just does, it, it doesn't happen like that anymore. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Whatever. Anyway. We done talking about the U.S. Uh, title match or no? Yeah, go ahead. Then the main event is the Men's Royal Rumble. Now, and I said it last night on the live reactions... I said it during the entire show, actually, that I want to see that I want to see the winners of the Rumbles, of both Rumbles matches now. Am I happy with the, uh, with the outcome this year? Yes. But what I would rather see maybe going forward, maybe, ne uh, maybe 2025's Rumble, is I would rather see a, I guess, quote-unquote non, a, and I'm putting air quotes around this, quote-unquote non-homegrown name 
win the match. Maybe not a complete underdog, but somebody you least expect to win it, whether it's a surprise entrant, whether it's what they would call the complete undercard, an up-and-coming star, or, you know, somebody, an, or mid-card, whatever. That's what I would like to see win the Rumbles instead of, instead of, like, the expected names or the bigger names. Now, again, this year, I'm not, I'm not mad at all on who won, even Cody Rhodes, because, and here's why I'm not mad about Cody Rhodes winning, because Cody Rhodes has always said from day one, even in his first run in WWE, he's always been about and it, it could be because of his uh, who his dad is or his family, whatever. But Cody has always been about the old school wrestling. And he's always about the, the history of the business. You know what I mean? So the fact that he won it last night for the first time in 26 years years somebody has won it back to back and and I'm not saying this again I'm, I'm not I'm not saying no, like no offense um no offense to punk or whatever but again going into the rumble punk announces that he's like yeah and you know and obviously he comes back he goes, CM Punk's going to run, uh, you know, talks about himself in third person. Everybody and their mother thought that Punk was going to win. In my opinion, the fact that Cody won it back to back, like I said, for the first time in 26 years, not only that, and not, and, and, and you throw, you throw away you toss you toss away the whole finishing the story thing, right? He won it for the first time in 26 years back to back, right? In my opinion, the reason why I like this is I think that throws and I think it be um I think it and in my opinion, it could possibly throw a swerve of the booking for Mania. Because everybody thinks, you know, with The Rock coming back, everything, and everybody, you know, the, uh, the whole promo, should I sit at the head of the table, whatever. So everybody, and everybody is expecting... We're all expecting Roman and Rock, right? But now that Cody won, whether it's a... I don't think it's a triple threat or anything like that. Uh, how's it going, Warren? 
But I and I don't know. I think booking wise, I think this throw uh, this possible possibly throws a wrench into everything. Whether we get a triple threat at Mania, whether we get Cody and Ro or Cody and Roman two, or it just leads to something completely like it's a new year. Like you know, you had mentioned it earlier with Bailey's win. What if we get something that we've never had before? I'm not saying like the whole decision change or whatever uh, like you brought up with with um Bailey but you know what I mean like what if what if we get I I don't even know what it could be but like what if we get something that we've never seen before I don't know why but I just thought of that, like, I don't necessarily seeing, uh, see it happen, but God forbid, what if we get Cody and Rock somehow? You know what I mean? Like, we get something, we, like, they, something could completely swerve, and that, and that's why I think I'm excited about Cody winning. Um, because... Again, whether we get a triple threat, whether we get a one-on-one, -on -one, whatever. Rock's probably going to be inserted in this somewhere. I don't know where. Well, you know, whether it's somehow at Chamber, whether it's at Mania, the Raw after Mania. I don't know. I, and I know it does, Belk, but I'm just throwing the scenario out there. You got to roll with me here. I'm not a fan, of, and I'm not double O like uh, JMO is over here. Yeah, it makes zero sense, but gets you thinking about it. JMO, your thoughts? Which part? Everything. Which part? The men's rumble. Cody should have won it. That's fun. That exactly, exactly. I mean, yeah, I said CM Punk, but you know, it, they've changed things up on that apparently. <laughs> apparently, uh, you were. They changed it up on you. You know, you being. I mean, we, I mean, I mean, we could. I mean, we're probably still gonna get Paul versus Rollins anyway. Mm-hmm. They're just, you know, they're just changing it up on how how they're gonna book everything. Instead of having CM Punk winning, him choosing, they're gonna have, they got Cody winning it. You know, so, yeah. Now, had you, I mean, everybody uh, everybody was expecting Punk to win it, or whatever, or picking Punk. Had you, yourself, had you, uh, would have you been, had you been mad if Punk actually did? No. 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't know if I... I would have been... I don't know if I would have been mad, but I kind of would have been mad just because, similar to last year, it was a foregone conclusion that Cody was going to win. Because they advertised his return. You know what I mean? This year... This year, WWE did it perfectly. Even on the go, like the entire go home week of Ron SmackDown for the Rumble, every advertisement was absolutely perfect. They didn't tease any returns. They didn't when they when it came to the posters. You know, the men's and uh, men's and women's rumble, uh, they literally, I think, only had like four or five people on each, like, I say poster, whatever, and then the back of, uh, like, everybody in the back was just all silhouettes. Absolutely perfect. They need to do that every single year. I think some, uh, from start to finish, the go-home to the entire show, the go-home week to the uh, to the end of the Royal Rumble, I think it was, I, and in all honesty, I think it was booked. Um, I don't know if it was booked any better. I don't know if it could have been booked any better. Maybe the Fatal 4-Way, possibly a little bit longer, like you said. I think WWE would do Rock versus Roman whenever Rock will. Pro yeah, it could be. And, you know, with Rock's new role on the board of directors of TKO... Who who knows what's gonna happen there? Um, Triple H had said, you know, he's a business ed expert. He's um, he's a, a media expert, whatever. So I don't know. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be good. Um, um, JMO, do you have any, uh, anything you want to say about the press conference afterwards? No, no, we pretty much talked about it throughout. Okay. Um, all in all, what do you give Royal Rumble 2024? Five uh, out of five star, ten star, whatever, whatever rating you want. Probably give it 
Let's just say out of 10, I'd probably give it eight and a half. 8.75 maybe. What's deterring it? Fatal four away or what? What do you mean? I mean it. I mean, why an I uh, why an eight point seven five? I mean I can't give it a ten. I'm asking why. What's what's preventing the ten? Well, it's not the best rumble I've ever seen. Not the best pay per view I've seen. I mean, there's not one thing in particular. I mean, it's just, you know, as a whole, I'd, I'd probably give it maybe, I might even give it a nine. Maybe. I mean, I'm just, again, just a general question. I would say... for me I mean that's uh, that's all good I would say to me I would say probably like a 9.2 I think it was a solid show um yeah I mean it, it wasn't it wasn't the best pay-per-view but what is the best pay-per-view you know what I mean it's all going to come down to, obviously, your personal personal preference. It's going to come down to era. It's going to come down to, you know, there's a lot of things that it kind of comes down to. So, I think for today's WWE or even pay-per-views or whatever, and today's WWE, uh, WWE regards, I would, uh, yeah, I would probably give it a 9. So, um, <laughs> the one thing I want to touch on really quick, and then, um, that'll probably be the end of the episode. Somebody, so, <laughs> Sundance, Sundance mentioned R-Truth earlier. I think it would have been hilarious. Would it made the show better? Possibly. Possibly, depending on how you, how you looked at it, or uh, like, you know, how it would turn out. But so during the women, uh, during the women's rumble, our <laughs> truth comes out. At number 24, after Valhalla's music hits, right? Valhalla's, uh, or, sorry, Sarah Logan. I cannot call her Valhalla. Sarah Logan's music hits, she's walking to the ring, and all of a sudden, Truth's music hits. She uh, He kind of sprints behind her, uh, you know, past her or whatever, gets into the ring. 
Truth has this whole, like, comedy gimmick of, like, where the hell were all the men at, right? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? And, uh, and J-Mo, I want you to chime in on this. Could you imagine our truth in some sort of capacity coming in in all four matches? Maybe different, like, different reason, like, not, like, the fatal four-way, he pops it, like, he kind of comes in, and everybody's like, oh, what the hell? You know, he doesn't necessarily cost anybody the match or whatever, I mean, he could, or, you know, takes a Superman punch or, like, an RKO, or, you know what I mean? Like, he just takes a bump from somebody, then he comes in in the U.S. title match, in some sort of capacity, could you imagine... Truth coming out in all four matches on the entire card. Again, mainly, uh, mainly, obviously, comedy gimmicks. You want a three v one match? True. Jamie, are you there? Yeah. Kind of asking you a question. I was waiting for you to get done talking. No, I was just reading a comment. I, I, I was waiting for you to get done. Okay, go ahead. It wouldn't have made no sense. That's the point. It really wouldn't. Have. It, it absolutely would have made no sense. Well, that, that was the point. It didn't make any sense for him to enter the women's rumble. Although... Other, the only problem with that is is it gave away what number he was going to enter in the men's. Did he enter in the same number? Yes. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yes. It's 24. I literally didn't even notice yes. that. Yes, it gave away his entry in the men's. Although, I just thought about this, too. And somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Truth make history? Last night? Is, what? Is he the first man to enter a women's rumble? It didn't count, so no. Dude, the hot tag was absolutely great. <laughs> Dude, that hot tag spot was absolutely awesome. <laughs> Too bad it was just cut short by Damien, though. He wasn't an official intern, I know, but... Whatever. Just trying to have fun with it, but apparently that didn't work. Becky Lynch is the man. Yeah, technically. She's clearly the man in the and the 
Never mind. In all honesty, Velk, I actually kind of have to agree. I kind of have to agree with that comment. I've I've never really been I've never really been the biggest fan of Becky Lynch. I don't know I I really don't know why, but I just I've never been. Was the official entrant for that number? Uh, Valhalla or Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan was 24, and then Truth was also 24, I guess, in the women's match. But really? The rest of the four horsewomen. Acting her talent. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. Um, and then I also said last night on the, on the live reaction, I firmly believe, and if he somehow listens to this show, or watches this show, I think you could damn near make an entire pay-per-view, or even... Hell, even a kickoff show off of Pat McAfee's one-liners. Pat McAfee. I had I I did not realize how much I miss Pat McAfee on commentary until last night. Um He brings so much more energy to the commentary table. There was one thing um, during the Fatal 4-Way match. Pat makes a comment of, like, oh, yeah, can you imagine, you know, being the best in the world and then realizing, and then looking at your resume and realizing you're the greatest of all time or something like that? Cole comes back with, if I looked at that, I'd actually look in the mirror. Without missing a beat, Pat goes, Kudos, props to you, Cole, for having a mirrorless house. <laughs> yeah, Jade, yeah, dude, Jade looked jacked as hell. I was just, I was just literally, I was. Uh, happy as hell when Jade literally like seeming uh, seemingly picks up Nia as if she's like 150 pounds Pat's spot wasted I had yeah I mean it was a wasted uh, it was a wasted I will agree, it was kind of a wasted spot, but 
at the same time, it was kind of a surprise. You know what I mean? Because it's what the Rumble's all about. It's all about the surprises. And it's all about the numbers, apparently. Jamo, you have anything to add? No, I'm good. All right. Well, on that note, that is going to conclude our episode. Um, yeah, if you want to do your usual, go ahead, Jamal. All right, everybody. You know, we appreciate y'all being here, you know, or live, the ones that are here live. Mm-hmm. Appreciate y'all being here, watching, listening to us ramble. On about a lot and debate. Uh, for those that are watching in the future, we appreciate y'all watching then, listening then. Um, for those that you know are here and know people that actually enjoy listening or watching podcasts, um, you know, let them know where we're at. Amazon Music, Apple Music, Spotify, and from time to time, whenever he gets around to it, Instagram. Yep. Um, and, you know, again, just, we just really appreciate y'all being here and just letting us talk. Reviews, uh, news reports, uh, previews predictions, you know, whatever it might be, you know, again, thank y'all. Absolutely. Um, Crazy. Yeah. Um, everything that he just said, you guys, if, if we appreciate you being here, um, if you know of anybody or, um, maybe you want to be a guest or something on the show, let us know. Um, if you have any ideas of who to get as a guest, um, please let us know and give us ideas of, like, how we could possibly reach out to them. We say it every time, too. Like, it doesn't even have to be wrestlers. It could be sports athletes it could be a journalist it could be musician doesn't matter if if there's a way especially in today's day and age um um like the worst thing that can happen the worst thing they can say is no right and if we try to reach out to them or if, you know if you if you want to reach out to them, maybe even on our behalf or whatever, doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, if you want to be a guest or whatever it may be, let us know. Um, and we could just, you know, talk about anything. We could talk about wrestling. We could talk about sports. We could talk, well, you and J-Mo could 
I guess, talk about sports. I'll just be, I'll just sit here and look pretty on camera or something. <laughs> um, whatever it may be. So, um, JMO, I'm trying to think of the next time we would actually be live for, or the next episode. Probably just next week. Just a regular, yeah. regular episode, probably, you know, fallout of what happened last night. And obviously, the coming week, so... Yeah. So, with that being said...